Welcome to Wild Hearts at Work, a podcast redefining our relationship with work through stories and conversations with Wild Hearts who have dared to challenge the status quo. And now, here's your host, Melissa Boggs. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wild Hearts at Work podcast. I am your host, Melissa Boggs. Thanks for joining me today. I want to talk about the Great Reckoning of 2021. And if you're sitting there asking yourself, did she just make that up? Yeah, I definitely did. But I want to read you something first that I tweeted um, back on May 27th. And by the way, if you're interested, you can follow me on Twitter at Melissa D. Boggs. D stands for Denise, and I am not ashamed of it. All right, so on May 27th, I tweeted a thread of the following. The pandemic has changed us. More and more, I'm connecting with people who have shed layers of their former identity and gotten very clear about their priorities in the last 15 to 18 months. I've described my own state of being as a bit of a cocoon. It's as if I'm waiting for something, stewing on something, and preparing for something bigger than I can can put my finger on. It's an energy under the surface that I feel when talking to others about these new outlooks. It's not necessarily metaphysical. It's just this feeling that enough of us have decided that we want to do better, do more, think bigger, and dream brighter. How do we harness this and not let it go, not get back to normal. Maybe it's not a cocoon. Maybe it's a reckoning. And so that leads me to the great reckoning of 2021. So there's actually a piece in the New York Times not too long ago that talked about whether or not this is the end of the classic nine to five workplace. Because the pandemic has shown us that it is possible for employees to work from home, that You know, in the times when employers had to be really flexible about, you know, childcare and just schedules in general, we proved that we could still get work done and be productive, even if we weren't sitting at our desk eight hours a day. And we proved that we could sit at our desk without shoes on, with maybe sweatpants or jogger pants on, and a really nice shirt. And if you're watching this on YouTube, am I wearing sweatpants? Yes, I am. And you know what? It doesn't affect my ability. It doesn't affect my ability to host this podcast nor to do my job. And so I think what we're finding is that the pandemic is sort of balancing the power between employers and employees. And this brings us to a very important moment. It's one of those cultural moments that we've seen in history where we can either be really stubborn and stick to the way that things used to be, or we can listen to the people, make changes, and probably come out even better on the other side. So let's break down some of those things one at a time. So remote work. We've absolutely proven that while, yes, we miss each other, while, yes, we need human interaction, there is also incredible benefits to remote work. So it's everything from not having a commute to, you know, being able to go and like 
put your laundry in the washing machine at lunchtime (laughs) and then switch it over, you know, during a break so that you're not doing laundry all weekend. But also when I'm here in my space, in my home, as long as I have good boundaries and good balance, I actually feel more like myself. I feel safer. And you know, especially in your own home, you're able to create a space, or most of us are, that, you know, feels like yours. Now, I also do recognize, I just want to put this out there, that there's privilege in that, and not everyone has that ability. So I also know that there's plenty of people that were working from kitchen tables and would really like to get back to work in the in the office. And so I, I get that, I respect it, I honor it. But there are many people who found this to be much more comfortable. Um, and it's not to say that we never go into an office again, but employers could choose to, you know, pick a remote first culture in which you have opportunities to come together for really intentional work and really intentional conversations. But we've proven what many of us were saying for years. I've been a proponent of remote work for many years before the pandemic. And there was never like a forcing function to say, see, it can work. It can be just fine. Um, And I think the pandemic showed that to us. And there are many of us, this is no surprise to any of you listening to this, who don't want to go back to a normal, you know, hour long commute, sit in the office for nine hours, and then commute home for an hour. And the fact is that we also have the ability to be a little bit more creative when we are able to work in other things into our lives. So when you're working from home, you might have the ability to go and, you know, hug your dog in the middle of the day or have your cat in your lap while you're working. And all of those things just help us feel better. And when you feel better, you're more creative. So these companies who are interested in having more innovative workplaces, start with not making your employees conform to a standard that was created during, you know, the time when we were manufacturing or in the industrial revolution that worked then, but it's not necessary now. And now that we've proven that it can be okay, I think you're going to have a very hard time bringing people back to the office. Um, the same with the ni- the idea of like a nine to five schedule. Um, if you have followed my career at all, you probably have heard me say exhaustion is not a status symbol. It's a an idea that I borrowed from Brene Brown. And, you know, it's the idea that we don't have to work, you know, 12 or even nine hour days in order to be productive. And we really need to stop competing to be the most tired person at work. Um, I first started talking about that when I had had a conversation with a couple of colleagues and they literally were like, I've been on back-to-back calls for nine hours. And then the other person was like, oh, well, I've been on back-to-back calls for 10 hours. And it felt like they were competing And I just thought that was absolutely crazy because our brains work better when we're refreshed, when we're recharged, 
and actually when we have taken the time to distract ourselves. So um, I've often shared that like my best ideas, even the idea for this podcast, they come in the shower. It's always when I'm washing my hair. It's always when I am thinking about something else, but something is noodling in the back of my brain. And there is neuroscience to back that up. And so instead of insisting that people come into an office and sit at their desk from nine to 12, they take a one hour lunch and then they sit at their desk from one to five. How about we consider the idea that if someone works for a couple hours in the morning and then they go for a two hour bike ride, that part of them is still working. Their brain is still working and they may just come back with a much better idea than if they had just stared at their computer screen for that two hours. Your brains don't work that way. You know, we don't fit into a box or a mold. And so the idea of remote work, but also the idea of this kind of nine to five. Um, Let's also talk about dress code. Now, first of all, I have great ideas when I am wearing my jogger pants and I love my jogger pants. They're very comfortable. I'm not worrying about like whether my pants are too tight (laughs) and I have great ideas when I am comfortable. And this idea that, you know, wearing a certain set of clothes that someone else has deemed as professional makes you a better worker absolutely drives me insane. Now, there are some people like, again, my husband, who he really likes wearing khakis. You know, he wore khakis and a button down shirt for work for years. And when he's wearing khakis, he feels confident. He feels comfortable. Things are more comfortable than jeans. I think that's kind of crazy, but to each his own. And that's fine. But my point is that there's no one size fits all, <laughs> pun intended, for everyone. And for years, you know, we have had this kind of business suit or business casual, I don't know, notion. And I don't see a difference in the quality of work. And you know, people are not wearing business suits at home. Um, It's so funny to see how many people are wearing like their fancy Zoom shirt, but wearing their sweatpants on the bottom or their shorts. And I think it's hilarious. And I think it's great. Um, so these are a number of things that are coming up in this great reckoning. And I was talking to a friend the other day who was talking about how, and I hope I'm not stealing this from him, but he said the revolution has already happened. It kind of happened when we weren't noticing it happened because the pandemic forced it and it proved all of these things that many of us felt all along the way. And now the reckoning is happening. Um, You know, when things were looking better with COVID prior to the Delta variant, people were starting to think about going back to the office and managers were starting to make plans and getting this pushback. And they can expect that that pushback is going to continue. I don't see it getting any better because we've proven that it can work. So the revolution has already happened and now we're having this reckoning. So, I think it behooves us to start thinking about how to be really intentional about approaching this reckoning. Like, do we really want to spend our energy 
on forcing people into something in which they're not going to be giving their best. At the end of the day, it's really important for companies to have people giving their best, to have people engage with their work, to have people who are generally, you know, fulfilled and cared for in order to give their best. And so if your team members or your employees feel more cared for when they are able to work their own schedule. And I'll add there, actually, we have to keep in mind that people work differently at different times of day. So, you know, you have your like early risers and your night owls. And then I am what I like to call an afternoon pigeon where I do my best work from like 1.30 to 4.30 when I'm not a morning person, but I also don't stay up late anymore because I'm old. So, you know, the idea that people could build their schedule, not just around their hobbies, but actually around when they do their best work, how is that not good for the company? I do not see a situation in which that is not good for the company. Now, I'm not saying any of this is easy, right? We learned in the pandemic that there's an incredible amount of trust that is required to have remote workers. But what I say to that when I'm talking to leaders about, you know, their fear regarding trust, oh, is my employee actually going to work? Are they going to be on Facebook all day? Is my employee actually going to work? Are they actually going to be cleaning their house instead of contributing? Is two things. One, don't hire people that you don't trust. If you have someone on your team that you have to worry about that, then you need to have a conversation with them. But second, be focused on the results. Be focused on the outcomes. If they're only working, you know, I don't know, five hours a day, but you are getting the outcomes that you're looking for, then why would you push them to work more and more if they're doing their most creative work at a specific time of day for a specific amount of time and you're getting the results that you're looking for? You've got engaged, loyal, and really resilient employees in that situation. So yes, trust is really required, but trust who you hired and also recognize that not everyone works the same way. Um, It also requires a lot of intention around communication. So remote work is not easy. Uh, You know, it's not easy to keep people focused on the right things and focused on the right mission, unless you have really intentional communication in a remote team. So you're going to have to have a plan. If you're a leader in this situation, you're going to have to have a plan around how your communication is going to be really intentional, how, you know, knowing what it is that people need to know, like how often do people need to know what other people are working on? How often do they need to collaborate with other people? And if you have that plan, then it puts you in a better position to not burn people out. (laughs) Because without a plan, what we can do is we end up with a bunch of meetings back to back on Zoom. And now you're in in an even worse fatigue position than you were before. So the intentionality is really important. And the communication of or sorry, the intentionality of communication is really important. 
So we've got trust, we've got communication, and then it also takes creativity. So in order to make this work, in order for organizations and leaders to move past this reckoning, we're going to have to be really, really creative (laughs) because what people have now recognized is that they all have different needs, but they all have something different to give. And so you're going to have to be really creative about meeting those needs and recognizing that you kind of have to, because we are now in a situation where the organizations that don't, the organizations that insist everyone go back to the office, wear a suit and work from nine to five are going to have a hard time hiring people and are going to have a hard time retaining people. And so this is really a, um, I don't know, this is a call to those companies to recognize that because there are plenty of companies who recognize it before. There are plenty who recognize it during the pandemic. And so if you don't, if you insist on going back to the way that things were, then I think you're going to find yourself in a sticky situation where you're going to have an exodus of people. I think I've heard people calling it the great resignation of 2021 that they're expecting to happen in the fall. They're expecting that people will go to other companies that will allow them to work remotely or will allow them to wear what they're comfortable in or work a schedule that they're comfortable in. And I can't overemphasize this. Like you have to listen to people as leaders. And those of you who are employees that have these needs, don't be afraid to speak up. Like this is the time. We are at that cultural moment where we're going to be heard. The last thing that I kind of want to highlight is um, this notion that it's all about the millennials, (laughs) that the millennials are, you know, um, rebelling at this moment. And I want to kind of just acknowledge, so I am actually what's considered a zenial. I I think it's like between 1975 and 1981. I can't remember what the actual years are, but I was born in 1980. Not afraid to say that. And so I'm in this interesting position between Generation X and the Millennials. Some people have also called me an elder millennial, and I choose to take that as a compliment. But I'm in this space between, you know, basically like my mother and my daughter. And so when people are talking about, oh, the millennials are pushing back and the millennials are changing the workforce, sure, that's true. And I'm one of them. I mean, I literally have this podcast because I want to change the way that we look at work. I want work to be a place of passion and fire and a place where people are able to be who they are, which includes working when that's right for them and wearing what they want to wear. But I think we're underestimating the kids that are coming behind us. So again, I I sit in this space where I definitely understand Generation X and even the baby boomers. This is the way that things were. And they were that way at one point for a reason. But our world is changing so fast. 
you know, you've heard it said a million times that, you know, the pace of change has never been faster. So the world has changed already and it's going to continue to change. Like technology is not slowing down. And that technology has given us a couple things. One, it has given us new ways of working, meaning, you know, we can use Zoom. Like we're so lucky that when COVID hit, we had those options already or the entire world would have really shut down even more than it did. And then secondly, it allows people to communicate with one another. So you can't hide behind, you know, your company's name, or you can't hide behind the way that things used to be because the people of my generation and our children have the ability to talk to each other. So if, you know, my company is asking me to go back to work, but my friend's company is saying, oh, well, we're working remotely and we can choose our own schedule. I have a lot more ability to hear that. I can go online and like, join a subreddit and learn what other companies are doing. You know, there's just so much now that is transparent about the way that companies work, that companies are no longer going to be able to hide if they continue to be the way things have always been. And so, yes, the millennials, millennials are pushing back to a certain degree, but also can tell you right now that my 15 year old daughter she's going to do what's right for her. And I'm really proud of her for that. And I think it's really important. And this generation coming up behind us, they are smarter than us. They're more informed than us. They are more active than us. Um, I mean, my daughter is by far a bigger activist than I was at that age. And in some ways more than I am now because she knows more. And so, yeah, I mean, this time is coming when, all right, actually the time is here for companies to reckon with this imbalance of power that has always existed because we don't live to work. We work to live. You know, I go to my job every day. I like my job, but I do that to make money to, you know, not only pay for necessities, but to be able to do the things that I love and, For a long time, I think people were sort of shamed about that. It was like you were supposed to make work your whole identity. And what I found through the pandemic is, as I said in that tweet, people are getting their priorities straight. People are recognizing that work can be something they enjoy. It can be something they're really invested in. It can be something that they're really excited about, but it doesn't have to be their whole identity they now can invest in other things. I started roller skating again during the pandemic. And so I'm going to have some great boundaries around, you know, finishing my work day at a reasonable time so that I can go roller skating. Other people, you know, picked up things that are like their side hustle. And this is another thing is that companies are not just competing against other companies But a lot of people learned during the pandemic that they have skills that people are actually willing to pay for. And so I think we're also going to see a lot more entrepreneurs and new businesses on the other side of this pandemic because people, again, have reprioritized and they want more for themselves. So if their current company is not, you know, fulfilling 
their creativity or allowing them to, to lean into that, they may just go start their own business. And so that is why I am calling this the great reckoning of 2021, because we can't look the other way anymore. It was all kind of pushed right up into our face during 2020 and then into 2021. And while this pandemic was terrible, terrible, I think it also has created this cultural moment that is going to live on. And again, I think we all have a decision to make from organizations to individuals about what normal is going to look like on the other side. So that wraps up this episode of Wild Hearts at Work. Appreciate you being with me. Appreciate you joining and really look forward to our next episode. So until next time, my dear hearts, stay wild. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Wild Hearts at Work. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share. For more resources and to connect with Melissa, visit melissaboggs.com. Also, if you or someone you know is doing great work in a wild way, get in touch about being a guest on the show. Until next time.